0: Welcome to the Future Champions podcast for this episode, a word, intent. For me, intent is one of the most fascinating words that we will encounter in our lives. As a young prosecutor, I remember learning about the criminal law definition of intent, and it really intrigued me. The principle was that intention cannot be proven. It can only be inferred by a proven set of facts. Let me say that again. Intention cannot be proven, it can only be inferred by a proven set of facts. This principle explains the complexity of intent. Physical evidence is easy to define. It is what you can see, touch, feel, smell or hear. But you can't see, touch, feel, smell or hear intent. In that case, it is often left to the observer. To guess what the person's intention was by their actions because intention cannot be proven it can only be inferred by the things we can prove let me give you an example let's say you are a police officer and you get called to a house fire where the house is completely destroyed When you speak to the owner, he says that he accidentally left the stove on and must have placed a tea towel near the stove when he went to the shops to buy some items that he forgot for dinner. You look into his car and you can see a bag of groceries and you speak to the firefighters and they confirm that the fire started in the kitchen and the stove had been on when the fire started. Seems reasonable, doesn't it? But as the ever diligent police officer, you go and speak to the neighbours and they tell you that a week before, the owner of the house had moved a heap of gear from the house. Items like a television, computers, lounge chairs and a table. This makes you suspicious, so you organise for a warrant to access his bank details and phone records. You notice that the day before the fire, he purchased $14 of fuel at a petrol station. The month before he hired a storage shed and his phone records show that he called his insurance company two weeks before the fire. You get the report back from the fire which states that the fire did start in the kitchen but the cause of the fire was due to a large amount of petrol that had been spread throughout the kitchen. Based on this information what do you think the homeowner's intentions were? The owner's evidence is that he did cause the fire by leaving the stove on but it was an accident. But the evidence you now have makes it very hard to believe that it was an accident. You can't prove his intention, but based on what you can prove, do you think he deliberately burnt the house down and committed arson? Intent works the same way in life, but it is often less obvious. I've met many people that say they live with intent, with purpose but the evidence of their lives don't reflect that intent. One of the greatest coaches in US college basketball, John Wooden, was given a card from his father at a very early age in his life. On one side of the card was a poem, and on the other side were seven principles to live by. The first of these principles was, Be true to yourself. Do the things you know you should do. Such an amazing ideal to live by. But what does it mean and how can we live with intent? The first step is to understand your intent, understand your purpose. To do this, you need to stop and ask three questions. Who am I? What do I want? And how can I achieve what I want? You cannot live a life of intent if you can't answer these questions. Dave Grohl is one of the most remarkable musicians in history. He was a drummer of the legendary rock and roll hall of fame band Nirvana. Then after the death of lead singer Kurt Cobain, he formed, in my opinion, the soon-to-be rock hall of fame band, the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is the perfect example of living life with intent. Dave started learning to play music when he was nine. In his teens, his cousin invited him to a concert of a local punk band. During that concert, he was amazed by the energy and euphoria that was being created by the band. He knew there and then what he wanted to do. He wanted to recreate that experience with his own music. He never formally learnt an instrument, but this did not distract him from his purpose. He loved music and he wanted to entertain people. By the time he was in high school, he was so focused on where he wanted to be that he dropped out of school to chase his dream. His mother, Virginia, was a public school teacher and Dave's biggest supporter. She also understood that some children do not thrive in traditional schools. Dave had a choice to stay in a school system in Fairfax County that had no parallel to his dreams. Or he could take up the opportunity to travel with a band through Europe playing in cities like Paris and Amsterdam, living his dream. For his mum, Virginia, the decision was obvious. Go. Dave and Virginia were interviewed by Stephen Colbert on The Late Show and talked about this experience.
1: I knew really early he was going to be an entertainer. Um, I have the feeling that some of you have it in your blood somewhere that you just start out being goofy. Am I, yeah? Yeah, it beats hard work. (laughs) (laughs) and silly and making people laugh Uh and that's the way he was well I started playing music when I was maybe 9 or 10 years old and I just kind of took to it once I started playing it I couldn't really think of much else I was just focused on playing music Mm -hmm. and I got the bug and so all of my focus and, and, uh, and energy went to just playing And so, kind of everything else went out the window, and you know, my mother, having been a public school teacher for 35 years, I think she understood that some kids don't necessarily thrive in that fluorescent lit public school system. Mm -hmm. It might be able to work outside of it a little more. And um, so, I had the opportunity to go start traveling Europe and the world when I was 17 or 18, Mm -hmm. um, playing music, and my mother, because she had seen generations of kids who, might have been really bright kids' struggle within that system, she sort of looked at me and said,
0: okay. It's a great idea. Go. By the time Dave was 21, he was the drummer for Nirvana. He was living his dream and he loved it. But shockingly, in 1994, lead singer Kurt Cobain took his own life and Dave's passion for music died with it, at least for a season. He could not even listen to music without feeling heartbroken. He went back to his hometown and began to recover from losing someone so important to him. Over time, he reconnected with his purpose and started recording his own music. In five days, he recorded a demo tape and played every instrument for each song. Not wanting to put his own name on the demo, he called the band The Foo Fighters. He was picked up by a record label, recruited members, and the Foo Fighters were formed. It took years of hard work for Dave to feel comfortable as a lead singer for Foo Fighters, but his passion and desire was unwavering. His love for performing live and recreating that moment at his first concert as a teenager gave the Foo Fighters a reputation as one of the hardest working bands and best live performers in the world. If you remember at the beginning of this podcast, I spoke about the criminal definition of intent. Remember, intent cannot be proven. It can only be inferred by a proven set of facts. Well, Dave Grohl's life was proof of his intent. But one moment speaks more than any other. In 2015, the Foo Fighters were playing at a packed stadium in Sweden as part of their world tour. They were a few minutes into the concert when Dave made a misstep and fell off the stage, landing on concrete metres below. The impact was so serious that he broke his leg in the fall. Medics ran to his aid and it was obvious he would need to go to hospital. This is what Dave said at the concert just minutes after the fall. I think I just broke my
1: leg. I think I really broke my leg. So look, you have my promise right now that the Foo Fighters, we're going to come back and finish the show. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, right now, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to fix my leg. But then I want to come back and we're going to play for
0: you again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He did go to hospital and his leg was broken. The Foo Fighters played for another hour without Dave. After Dave got treatment at the hospital, he came back to the concert. They carried him on a stretcher back on stage and placed him in a chair while a medic held his leg as still as possible so that Dave could play the guitar and sing to the crowd. The Foo Fighters finished the concert. By the next concert, Dave had designed and organised the manufacture of a special Foo Fighters chair so he could finish their world tour. That's right, he went on and finished a world tour with a seriously broken leg. If there was a person that is the definition of living life with intent, It is Dave Grohl. He knew who he was. He knew what he wanted, and he knew what he had to do to achieve it. In John Wooden's words, he was true to himself and he knew what he had to do. But intent without commitment is just talk. You have to take risks, work hard, and believe. When speaking to a college campus in the USA, Dave Grohl said, It's the human element we talk about all the time. Passion, drive, and focus. While I was getting ready to record this podcast, my son rang me from boarding school seeking my guidance. He has had a very clear vision about what he wants to achieve in life since he was eight years old. Now, at the age of 16, he is still chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer. There is no doubt that this is a massive dream and takes all his effort. But in a moment of doubt, Over the phone, he said that a teacher from his school cautioned that he needed to have something to fall back on in case he didn't succeed in football. I guess I'm a little bit like Virginia Grohl in that I believe you should plan for greatness rather than expect failure. I listened to my son when he said, is it crazy for me to believe I can become a professional footballer when everyone is telling me that it's nearly impossible? Should I be working on a fallback plan? I needed time to think about this before giving him advice. Now don't get me wrong, I don't think that the advice the teacher gave was wrong. But not every path in life is the same for every person. After a great deal of thought, I sent the following text message to my son. It read, The average time on this earth is 28,835 days. Don't spend one day playing it safe. Chase your dreams. Be willing to fail and fail hard. Live with purpose, because chasing excellence is better than planning for ordinary. This is living a life of intent, and it takes work. I want to leave you with some words from John Wooden that I believe capture this ideal perfectly.
1: I, I often use uh, verse forms to, to make a point. And Grano Rice wrote a poem called How to Be a Champion. In part, he said, you wonder how they do it. You look to see the neck. You watch the foot in action or the shoulder or the back. But when you spot the answer where the higher glamours lurk, you find in moving higher up the laurel-covered spire that
0: the most of it is practice
1: and the rest of it is work.
0: Thank you for joining me on the Future Champions podcast. You can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or visit our website at ntentsport.com. My name is Stuart Taylor. Thank you and stay safe.